They're chasming over Dafyun Chasmin. So the Gemara brings a Brysa that if you read the Miguel Sirugin with pauses, you're Yotze. If you read it Sirusin, out of order, you're not Yotze. Now Rabbi Una says in the name of Yehuda that even if you read it with Sirugin with pauses, if you're Shak and Iligmar is Kula, then you have to go back and start again. Now Yosef said, what does it mean, Iligmar is Kula? From the beginning to the end. Because otherwise, it's how the Rechel is here. Now, some say that according to Rav, the Lach is like Rabimuna, and according to Shmuel, the Lach is not like Rabimuna. But Ravivi said that according to Rav, the Allah is not like Rabimuna. Only according to Shmuel, the Lach is like Rabimuna. And Aviyasev said that Ravivi is right, because we always find that Shmuel is Chayshish for the Asiachit. He's Chayshish for the Shit of Rehuda ben Maseira, the one is a Shumerasi Avam, and the Avam's brother is Makadish, her sister. We tell that brother to wait before he marries her until his older brother does a Mayas of Yibum or Chalitza. And Taisha says that now that like Bibi's right, so we pass on like Rav, that the Lach is not like Rabbi Muna, and even if you're Shaligmar is Kula, it's okay. The one with the Braisa, that if the Sefer leaves out some letters or Psukim and the Valkari reads it Baal Peh from memory, it's okay. And even though the Mishnah says that you need at least Rishum and Nikar, some remnant of the letters, that's if it's missing from the whole thing or from most of the Megillah. But if it's only missing from a little bit of the Megillah, if you Psukim, that's okay. The Gemara brings a bride that if the Balkore skips out one Pasuk, he can't read the whole Megillah and then go back and make up that one Pasuk. He has to actually go back to that Pasuk and finish the whole Megillah from there to the end. Also, when somebody walks in late to Shul and they're halfway through, he can't listen to the second half and go back to the first half. He has to read on his own from the beginning to the end. The Mishnah said that if he's misnamed, he's dozing, he's yodze. What does that mean? It means he's not exactly sleeping, he's not exactly awake. If they'd call him, he would answer, but if he would have to think, he wouldn't know how to think. If they'd remind him, then he would be able to remember what it was. If he uh, was writing the Megillah and he had Kavana, so he could be Yodzei that way. So the Gemara says, it doesn't mean that he's, he's reading one Pasuk at a time and then writing it. It also can't mean that he's writing it one Pasuk at a time and reading it because you have to be reading from a Megillah Shlema, a complete Megillah. Rather, it means that he has a Megillah there and he's copying from that Megillah into a new Megillah. Now, the Gemara says, it doesn't mean that there's a Raya to Rabbi by Rachana who holds that it's always also to write Shalom and Exav, you always have to copy from Megillah. Could be that it's Mutter, but in the case of the Mishnah, that was what was happening. And the Gemara brings that Rabbi Meir, when he went to Asya to be Ma'abra the Shana, he wrote a Megillah from memory and read from it. And the Gemara says, it's also not a Kash and Rabbi Barachana, because Rabbi Meir is different. He was Makuyam and him the Pasuk, the Torah so clear to Rabbi Meir, it was okay for him. Even though Rabbi Chizda rebuked Rabbi Chananel, for writing a safer Shlomi Naksav, even though it was Mishari Natsoh, it was so clear to him. Nonetheless, it's only Mutter B'Sha'as Hatchak. And Abaye, one exception, allowed the Rechavu to write Tfilin and Mezuzais Shlomi Naksav. Why? Because Migros Grizin is so familiar to them. And that's based on the Brice. The Brice says Tfilin and Mezuzais can be written Shlomi Naksav. And the Brice also says we don't need Sirtu. But the Gemara says the Lach is that Tfilin don't need Sirtu. But Mezuzas do need Sirtu.